Welcome to Doc's Outside the Box Podcast. This is your official show, looking inside the minds of cutting edge and innovative doctors. Think you'll find these stories in any medical textbook? Sorry, you're getting real live insight from men and women pushing the envelope beyond medicine. Ordinary doctors doing extraordinary things. Let's start now with your host, Dr. Nee Darko. So before we jump into this episode, I just want to say some quick words about the passing of Ruth Bader Ginsburg. I'm recording this about a day and a half after her passing. She was 87 and passed away from a long battle with cancer. And I think it's it's really safe to say that she was a pioneer. She was an icon. I read this story that back in 1960, when she was at Harvard Law School, her dean asked a then Supreme Court justice if she could be a law clerk under this Supreme Court justice and she got rejected the Supreme Court justice said that yes she was very impressive but he didn't feel that he could have a woman working underneath him which is crazy and now that was in 1960 33 years later she ended up being nominated and joined uh, the ranks of the Supreme Court and since then just continue to be a champion for women's rights. Now, obviously, before that, she was a huge champion for that. And then afterwards, she continued that fight. And you can tell how important somebody is based off of people's reaction, right? People are grieving. People are really nervous, which lets you know exactly how complicated her passing is for a lot of people. 2020 is straight crazy, and I'm just going to leave it to you like this. I want y'all to unpack this any way that y'all want to unpack this. I'll leave that up to y'all, but it is very important that you all get out there as healthcare professionals, as medical students, pre-med students, all of y'all need to get out there and make sure you are registered to vote and rock the vote because as we see, elections matter and the Supreme Court, which is there to be the final say in a lot of different things, oftentimes has a say on the lives of people who can't speak up for themselves, who can't protect themselves. And that's part of what we do as medical professionals. It's really important that we do that. So I'm going to leave it at that. Rest in peace, RBG. Make sure you guys get out there and rock the vote. Now, on this episode We're going to talk a little bit about the third M, which is mission, the social advocacy part of Docs Outside the Box, and speak about the passing of Chadwick Boseman, which is close to a month now. And I don't know if you remember, but it shocked everyone, definitely shocked me. And I'm not going to lie, I'm still feeling a certain type of way about it. I think for me, the big thing is, is he's only two years older than me. And it's really forced me to look at my own mortality. It also has forced me to look at what would I do if I was in that type of situation. And I think for a lot of people, what he was able to do under circumstances for a finite period of time was really impressive. And sometimes I think we all look at ourselves and wonder, can we do that? Can we accomplish that? He really answered the question, like, if you had a short period of time left on this earth, what would you be able to do? 
So for this episode, I'm going to be talking with Dr. Dow Gray. He is a rising star in the world of gastroenterology as well as health equity. And we're going to parse out, obviously, our feelings about this passing, but also what you as a medical professional can do to make sure that we all recognize, that you recognize how colon cancer can affect people who are very young, how colon cancer affects people from different races differently. And I think this is an opportunity for us to not get too technical, but also for us to talk what's really coming from our heart, which as medical professionals, we don't do too often. So this intro went long enough. I want y'all to share this with others if you think they will benefit from this. Let's get on with this episode. All right, man. So now we're going to talk about a subject that I really actually don't want to talk about, but it has to be it has to be talked about. So I got Dr. Dow Gray. Do I got to say the second? You don't have to. I'm most people <laughs> don't. We use it on the title, but you know. I got you. I got you. So I got Dr. Dow Gray, MD, MPH, FACG, Associate <laughs> Professor of Medicine at The Ohio State University. Man, was good, man. Gastroenterologist what? extraordinaire. You just finished talking with Essence Magazine. I know you're slumming with us now. What's up, man? What's good? Yeah, not at all, man. Hey, hey, look, we, we, we get in where we can fit in. And I'm, man, I'm honored, man, to be with a brother. Come on. Be with my brother. Come on. <laughs> I think we've known each other since SNMA, right? Yeah. Hey, we go way back, man. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, man. So, you know, now that we've gotten past the salutations and what's up, I really, <laughs> man, I've been in my feelings about this. So you here so that we can talk about Chadwick Bozeman. If you don't know, you're living in Iraq, but my man, Chadwick Bozeman passed away last week from colon cancer. Shocked everybody, rocked everybody. So many different communities from, you know, if you are a comic book fan, if you were just a fan of Chadwick Bozeman, if you are, you know, from South Carolina, so many different things, you know, just a shock, man. Like, yeah. What's up with you, man? How did that affect you? I mean, I mean, we just came off of um, what happened in Kenosha. I mean, before that, I mean, just 2020 has just been hitting us hard. And, you know, once you think you get to a point in 2020 where you're like, it cannot possibly <laughs> get any worse, then you get news of Chadwick Boseman's death, right? I just remember someone texted it to me, like a message of a headline. And I'm like, what? This can't be real. And then you just see it, you know, the Twitter feed, the news, the, you know, and it, I mean, it's just disbelief. And then once you get past the disbelief, it's just, I mean, it's really, it's grieving. That's what it is. It's, it, it's kind of, it's, it's grieving. Cause you know, like, 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 like you, he's, he's, he's in our age cohort, you know what I mean? So it's, yeah. it's like, you're looking at yourself on a headline of someone being dead, you know, yeah. it's, it's crazy. Yeah. That's, that's the biggest thing. And I've been really, at first I didn't say anything, but I literally was, when I was watching um, Black Panther on ABC this past weekend, a little tear, a couple of tears came down, you know, because yeah. like you said, when you go from the beginning, it's affected me in so many different ways. The biggest thing is he's my age. He's in my age group. He's two years older than me, you know, much in the same way that Kobe affected me. Not as much, but, um, yeah. but Kobe being 1978, you know, I, I remember in being in high school, following Kobe and watching on the news, Kobe taking Brandy out to a yeah. prom. I remember Kobe missing Great. that three pointer against Utah. I remember Kobe, you know, I remember Kobe, you know, winning his first championship. 
Like I remember everything about Kobe's career. So yeah. I felt like we were growing up together. He passes away and then you, it doesn't click until you start seeing 1978, 1978, 19, like, wait, I was born. Like he's two months yeah. older than me. Yeah. The same thing yeah. with Chadwick. It's just like, man, he was only two years older than me. Yeah. Or two, it's just like, this is crazy. And it's just like, like, how does someone, you know, he, he, he got diagnosed in 2016. They're saying that this yeah. was, he was diagnosed after he finished filming Black Panther. You know, he was going through so much, but that means he got diagnosed at the age of 39. How does that happen, man? It's, man, it's, it's crazy. Um, we're seeing it. You know, I, I see young folks that come in, you know, as a gastroenterologist, you know, I'm doing colonoscopy because folks will refer by their doctor for symptoms. And yeah, I'm diagnosing folks young and it's not entirely clear why, um, you know, why more young people are coming in. The thought is maybe it has something to do with obesity because, you know, we see this obesity trend going up. Um, maybe it has something to do with environment. Maybe it has something to do with genetics that we just haven't sorted out yet. Um, but it's, it's really not clear why, man. And, and that's the disturbing piece about it. I mean, it's a lot of research going into it, but, but we just don't have enough answers yet. Um, really, you know, what we just have to do is just be more proactive um, mm -hmm. and try to take care of ourselves, take care of our health um, and our families. And when I say taking care of our families, that means sharing our medical history with our families too, you know? So, yeah, it's, so, it's crazy. So he got diagnosed at stage three. So, I mean, at that point, the, the cancer has made it past the mucosa. It's like, yeah, it's sticking out, the, right? The, can the cancer has, whereas it started right in the lumen or the inside of the colon, the cancer has now traversed the colon and, and about to spread elsewhere at that point in time. Meaning when I say elsewhere, I'm talking about to other organs, things like the liver, brain, lungs, you know? That's crazy, it's, man. It's crazy. It's, man. it's it's crazy to think about someone so young, right? And you know, I don't know much about his his lifestyle outside of what, of what was public. And you know, folks say that he was a vegetarian, that you know he was physically active, and certainly you know he looked in great shape in Black Panther, right? Um, and so it, it kind of tells you that you know, cancer is no respecter of person, right? If a superhero like Chadwick Boseman, right, Black Panther, can get cancer you know, we all need to just be on, be our most vigilant and trying to take care of ourselves. Um, you know, uh, I think, was it either earlier this year or late last year? Did you see that, you know, Will Smith, he's got his YouTube channel now. Oh yeah. Uh -huh. Right. Yep. So he transitioned into social media. He's killing it now. He's killing he's it. He's doing a lot. It's kind of, some of it, I don't, I don't quite understand what he's doing with his brand, you know, to be right. honest. Um, Cause some of it is, you know, it's look like he's, he's coming in more into the, um, I don't want to say digital feel, but he's doing more kind of techie type stuff. What's particularly on his Instagram. Yeah. You know, and he's yeah. using different. Yeah. It's it. I, like I said, it's something that I wasn't expecting. Yeah. Um, but you know, nonetheless, it's, 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 he's gotten, he's getting traction. I think he's starting to realize that this movie game thing is it's on his last legs and coming out with a movie every four years and expecting everybody to show up. That ain't yeah, the game yeah. anymore, right? Everybody wants to be yeah. like The Rock. Let me put out a movie like every year. And um, that dude I think he's killing it. Yeah, The Rock is killing it. But yeah. I remember earlier, the, uh, Will Smith did a YouTube video where he met with his doctor, got yes. a colonoscopy, right? Because yes. he just turned 50, got a colonoscopy. Yeah. He filmed they everything, woke up and had a polyp, yeah. you know, which yeah. is crazy. It's like, yo, like if he can get this. He's 50. He's got all the money in the world. My man is jumping out of helicopters. You know, like, 
right? Like he's married to, well, you know how yeah. that is, but you know, he's got everything that you need, everything that you want. He's got the best health care, and he had a polyp. Yeah, man. It spares nobody. Look, man, you can um, be wealthy, be caught up in entanglements and everything, man. And uh, <laughs> it, it's still, it's still get polyps, man. I mean, and, and that's real. And that's why we have to be proactive about it. I mean, you can't just, that's why it's so important that we, particularly us, man, build relationships with a doctor or a healthcare provider that knows us, that cares about us. Um, you know, you have to have somebody who, who's looking after you. And, and, I, and I get it. Some people say, you know, you know, doc, I'm eating this good diet. I'm exercising. I get it. And that's great. But that doesn't necessarily mean I drink coconut they, water. Yeah. <laughs> I use shea butter. Water. You know what I'm saying? I'm burning incense and sage and, you know, <laughs> you know, I get it. It's cool. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not against you. I'm not against it. I'm not against, I'm not hating on it at all. Um, but, you know, you're going to need some screenings. You know, you're going to need, you know, as you get to certain ages, you know, ladies, mammogram, right? Um, fellas, you know, depending on African-American men, you may need a prostate exam. You may. Yo, you Clark, know, you, break, break it down for us. Yo, what's, what's the deal with this stuff? Because I know that the screenings yeah. are different for, for black men as opposed to everyone else. So tell us about these screenings and how, break it down for us, man. Man, um, I mean, our brothers just, number one, we just have to, we can't wait until our ladies or our partners take us into the doctor's office because we're on our last leg. And that's what happens, right? It's like brothers, we're a mask, you know, we're we're feeding into our masculinity and we're like, I got this, I can deal with this pain, or I can deal with this, you know. For if we're talking, you know, we're talking about colon cancer. So brothers would be like, you know, I can deal with this blood I'm seeing in my stool, um, this pain I'm having for some time, it's nothing, um, it'll go away, you know, and then you know, the lady or partner brings them in and and I'm diagnosing a cancer, right? You know, so and it's at a stage where it's much more difficult to cure. Um, but, but gentlemen, I mean, for black men and black women, it's important that we get screened for colon cancer, okay? And, and this is the piece where um, it gets a little bit confusing around the age. So Because it's different per, if you're black versus if you're white, right? Yeah. Okay. So, you know, where, yes, yes and no. And I'll tell you why. Um, so for African-Americans for a while now, since 2008, um, there's been one set of guidelines that says African-Americans should get screened at 45. And um, that guideline was updated, still same recommendation, 2017, African-Americans should get screened at 45. The challenge is one of the major um, producers of guidelines, the United States Preventive Services Task Force, still says 50. So whereas you have these two bodies over here saying 45, you have another body that a lot of insurers um, base their decisions on, the United States Preventive Services Task Force saying 50. Even the American Cancer Society 2018, they said, nope, everybody needs to be 45. Everybody, black, white, whatever, you need to start at 45. Um, so we're kind of in this kind of limbo where, you know, docs are a little bit confused, patients are certainly confused. Um, but when I, you know, what I tell my patients, what I tell, what I've been preaching is if you're African-American, man, male or female, you need to get screened starting at age 45. Now, if you have a family history, so if you have a first degree relative, particularly a mom, dad, brother, sister who has had colon cancer, you're going to need to come in earlier, especially if that person was diagnosed at 60 years of age or younger. So you are going to need to come in, you know, at age 40 
or 10 years younger than that person was when they were diagnosed. So let's use Chadwick Boseman. We're assuming that he was, what, 39 when he was diagnosed? Yeah, 39. So, you know, first degree relative, you know, um, would need to come in at 29. So 10 years younger uh, than he was when he was diagnosed. Um, so, you know, we, gotta, we have to be proactive about this. And we can't, you know, the other thing we don't want to do is, let's say you're, you know, you're already 45 or you're already 50. You know, get in. Don't wait to have symptoms because by the time you develop symptoms, it may have already spread elsewhere. If we want to catch something, we want to catch it early. Um, so we just have to be really vigilant about our health, man. So for white folk, it's um, 50, 50, 50 mm -hmm. right? Okay. All right. So because I remember in residency, we couldn't, we had to find reasons, any reason, you know, to do a colonoscopy <laughs> on people. Obviously, we were trying to get our numbers up. But really, yeah. like, if anybody had any type of GI system or GI complaint, that mm -hmm. was a reason to get a colonoscopy. Is that still the case right now? Well, you know, we're trying to be a little bit more judicious in our use of uh, colonoscopies. I need but, to get my numbers up, man. <laughs> but, but, you know, if, if, if folks have symptoms, like, don't, you know, we have resources and we have the man and woman power out there to investigate these things. There's docs to do this. This is what, you know, um, this is what they train to do. You know, it's, it's, it's not an experiment. You know, sometimes folks think that you're experimenting on them and things. No, no, no. This is, you know, we are trained to do this. And this is really just to help identify what could be the underlying problem. And so, some people, some people will say, well, doc, I'm scared of what you might find. Um, yeah. Well, the yeah. truth is it's, it's more scary to not, you know, to, to not find something, you know, and it, and it be there, you know, to, to not find an early stage cancer and then it turned to a late stage cancer and you never know until, you know, you're presenting, you're in pain, you have that surgery, you know, emergency surgery or things like that. So yeah, man. Well, I, the, you know, obviously the primary listener to this show is someone in the medical field, but yeah. you know, I'm not going to front. Uh, my wife had to drag me in to go see a, um, a GI doctor and yeah. about, well, four or five years ago, I had to get a colonoscopy and I thank her for that. But yeah. I was I was exactly who you're talking about. So for yeah. the docs who are listening, like this could be you also. We're talking to you. We talking right. to you, medical students, women and men. Yeah. Um, we talking to you know anybody who you know. We all have GI systems, so it's yeah, not yeah. just to our patients. Um, so I thank my wife for you know for pulling me in. Yeah. So I want to put that out there and share it. Can I ask you a question? As as a doc who underwent a colonoscopy, what what was your experience like? Man, I just, man, I can't front. I was a little nervous before. Well, first of all, hold on. The prep, the prep was no joke. Yeah, the prep, is, the prep yeah, is, yeah. I had that soup prep. That's no joke. There's <laughs> <laughs> no joke. But literally, I got there, talked to the GI doc, and we just started talking. It was literally three, two, one. Had a yeah. great nap and just woke up and he's like, yeah, we're done. My wife is like, you know, looking at me. Everybody's like, yeah, you're yeah. done. It's amazing, you know? So it was a good experience. I mean, I think a lot of people need to hear stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? It's um, particularly, you know, folks in our community, it's, you know, because folks are scared about what they've never experienced and what they don't know, you know? So it's, um, I think you just gotta, just gotta, uh, you know, talk to folks like you who've been through it um, and can speak to, you know, how, you know, it was a nap. You got a good, you got some good sleep. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. So, you know, I just want to get your thoughts. Like what, like, it, why is it hitting people so hard? I mean, it's, it's bothering people. I told you it's already bothering me, but what, what yeah. are your thoughts, man? It's just, um, 
I mean, I think when people saw the headline, they saw Chadwick's face, um, they're like, man, that could be me. Yeah. You know, I think that's where his folks. And then, too, I mean, come on. He was Black Panther. He was Jackie Robinson. He was James Brown. I mean, just Thurgood think Marshall, about. Man. Yeah. Thurgood Marshall. Think about all the characters that he played. Think about the fact that, you know, we're like this brother made it. Right. And um, and then he's no longer with us. Um you know, that's, it's hard to swallow. Someone that you envision is just, you know, particularly playing Black Panther, right? You're just like, you know, this dude is like powerful, right. you know? He, he's just, um, you know, you, you think, you see someone like that, especially playing that type of character, you're like, that dude's kind of invincible. Um, and to see then a headline that he's gone, it just hits you hard, man. Hits you hard. You know, yeah. I think the one thing that we got to be careful of, I think overall, is this notion of you know when people pass away or we're not able to answer mm -hmm. questions or we're not able to get a, a, a question answered we start to put what we think is the yeah. issue or we start to answer it in our own little way to make us feel better and i think we all have to be careful about that so the reason i bring that up is is man like the biggest thing for me is just like what was he going through mm. and you know he went through so many red carpets with a microphone in his face, a light in his face. He went through, you know, he was showing up at St. Jude's, going to all these yeah. different places where people were going through cancer. There was an opportunity for him to say something. And yeah. I'm not saying that to say that he did anything wrong. I'm just saying that, like, it's very, I, I just never seen anybody go through something that he's keeping to himself. It's got to be incredibly yeah. lonely, yet also at the same thing, that's one of the strongest things I've ever seen in my life because yeah i mean people are willing to people you know are looking for a reason to get more attention and to be able yeah, to yeah. speak up and say yo i got Man. colon cancer you know so many people would jump behind him but the fact yeah. that he decided to keep him to himself i'm like man you are a very strong individual he showed yeah. up to all these different events awards you know all these because everything really hit off after 2016 yeah. i've just never seen anything about, about like that before and, man i respect yeah. and i respect yeah. that so much because you know, folks who are in the limelight like he is, um, you see them really feeding off of the attention, right? Yeah. And using anything they can to get more of it. And, you know, you didn't see that with him. And, you know, I, I assume that, you know, his family knew and his family, you know, did their best to obviously keep it private. Um, but that's that's very um, respectable, man, that, that he, you know, valued his privacy. And, you know, I'm thinking as I'm talking, I'm thinking about, um, um, so I've been speaking about colon cancer and, and Chadwick Boseman a lot recently. And under one of the things I posted on Instagram, someone said, uh, it was a young lady who I don't know, um, but she had basically said, that's not how he died. Don't you know they killed him? I'm like, you know, people can come up with all sorts of, all sorts of, of conspiracy theories. And she said, well, he never spoke about it. So why would you think he had colon cancer? I'm like, not everybody. I mean, even though it's common to see celebrities to tell all their business, you know, reality show style, that's not everybody. Most normal people don't want people to know all their business, you know? Right. Um, so we got to get, you know, which underscores that whole notion that he was the everyday man. I think that's the reason why yeah. so many people, really gravitated to him he's just like everyone else for the most part yeah he operated in a fashion of you know very humble and yeah although he has this 
all these great accolades. Like he strikes you as someone that you can just come up on the side of a street and just say, Hey, Chadwick, how you right. doing? I really enjoy your just da- dap right. him up and just be like, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. man, that, yeah. that's a, that's a big loss. Um, but I think definitely yeah. some lessons that we can get to the audience about, you know, if you're a doctor and you have patients who are of a certain ethnicity, you should be pushing to, for them to get an, a colonoscopy yeah. earlier. Um, or if they have symptoms, um, please don't wait. You know, send your yeah. patients to go get a, a colonoscopy. That's right. Don't just assume bleeding is hemorrhoids. Don't right. just assume abdominal pain is just gas, you know, that's going on for weeks or months. No, you know, get it checked out. And don't just assume, particularly docs, don't just assume because someone looks healthy or looks to be robust or is young that it couldn't be something worse. And, and I'm not saying to be fatalistic or be, you know, super vigilant you know, still use your, you know, your clinical acumen appropriately, but don't dismiss, I would say, complaints like that. Man. Well, I'm glad we had you on the show, man. Thank you very much for your expertise. Oh, man. And um, we got to do it again, hopefully under happier circumstances and stuff. Brother, yes, yes, yes. And I, I appreciate the stuff that you're doing with health equity, community engagement, um, beating cancer. You're doing some great things. So keep up the great work, man. Thanks, brother. Man, it's, it's a pleasure to be on here. I really appreciate and value how you bring voice to, to these situations, man. And, and keep up. Keep it up. Man. Thank you.